welcome to the Awesome Inside Out podcast. I'm Sarah Ann Stewart, and I'm here to help you break free from anxiety, frustration, and negative self-talk and say hello to peace, mindfulness, gratitude, and living your best life. Today, I'm inviting you to start your week off with our solo coaching series, which offers one powerful mindset shift designed to help you boost your inner confidence, cultivate self-love, and set you up for an awesome week ahead. Because creating a deeply fulfilling, extraordinary life starts inside of you. So find a quiet place, get in your car, listen during a lunch break, or let's go for a walk. Whatever you do, let's commit to spending this short amount of time at the beginning of each week together so that you too can feel incredible from the inside. Welcome to the 12th weekly mindset shift. The purpose of these solo podcasts, which drop every single Monday, are really to encourage you to disconnect from your busy life and reconnect with yourself, while also providing you with a powerful mindset shift that you can integrate into your life throughout the week. If you haven't listened to the first 11 episodes, I recommend going back and listening to those after this episode as each mindset shift builds on one another. Also, in their first few episodes, I share how powerful these coaching episodes can be in your life, especially if you integrate one per week over the course of the next year. Before we begin, I want to also say thank you for being here, reminding yourself how to fall in love with yourself and your life first from the inside out. And with all of my podcasts, if you enjoy this conversation, the absolute best way that you can support is by sharing it on social media and with the people that you love or also by leaving a review. These reviews mean the absolute world to me. And not only do they help grow the podcast, they also help me reach more individuals who could benefit from these solo coaching episodes. So thank you so much in advance. And now let's get in to this episode. So today we are diving into the topic of self-care and I'm sharing some powerful mindset shifts to empower you to reconsider your relationship to self-care. Changing our beliefs around self-care means first, connecting with the belief that self-care ultimately must be a reflection of the self-love that already exists within you. And the truth that self-care is really a reflection of that self-love that will always support you as you work to create a sustainable life of health and wellness. As you begin to embrace self-care as a direct reflection of this self-love, Take a moment to connect to the self-love that exists within you and your relationship to self-love. When it comes to upgrading your self-care practices, it's important to reflect on this feeling and to first start to get honest with yourself and ask yourself a few really important questions. First, are you using self-care as a band-aid for bigger issues that you're not willing to confront yet? Are you waiting until you're burned out and exhausted before taking a day maybe off work or taking a day to yourself? Are you running yourself into the ground and sacrificing your health and well-being? For example, many of us wait to book a spa treatment or a therapy session until we hit rock bottom, until we get sick, burned out, or reach a breaking point. You've probably seen or even clicked on social media ads for self-care treatments or self-care products with enticing captions such as treat yourself or you deserve this. And while I'm definitely not against a good facial or a massage, true self-care extends beyond the world of advertising and immediate gratification. 
connecting within to the self-love, again, that exists within you, will inspire you to improve your health mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually by creating sustainable well-being habits that are self-care. And that is why it is so vital that we condition ourselves to choose self-care as a daily practice and a fundamental way of existing in the world, not only in times of challenge. Further, self-care isn't just about doing things that instantly feel good. Self-care is also about taking action on the things that will serve you best in the long run, even if you don't actually want to do them. It's about taking action on the very things that might make you feel uncomfortable, but are good for you in the long run. Self-care can be both the facials and getting clear about what actions you need to take to make you happier, healthier tomorrow. Truly caring for yourself on all levels is the act of self-love. And so the powerful mindset shift I want to share with you today is this. Self-care isn't just about the glitzy experiences that are marketed to us as feel good that you do on your birthday or on vacation, but it's also about taking action on the very things that you might not want to do. And so I know it's not sexy to market self-care as self-discipline. And I know it's not sexy to market self-care as a daily habit that feels challenging at first. But this week, I want to encourage you to begin to shift away from the idea that self-care is an escape from work or your life, and instead move towards the idea that self-care is actually about embracing the experiences and choices that help you become happier and healthier. So self-care might mean facing the things that you might be avoiding on your to-do list, such as, again, that tough therapy conversation you don't want to have or the conversation with your partner about something that's triggering you. Self-care often involves setting boundaries. Maybe that's saying no to that vacation if you're in debt, or saying no to drinks with your friends if you know you won't feel your best the next day. And so again, I know it's not sexy to market self-care as self-discipline, but it's the truth. Self-care is actually sometimes work. And the problem I'm seeing with self-care is that so many of us are using it as an escape. And although, again, there is nothing wrong with a good escape, especially from reality that is often stressful, in order to reconnect back with ourselves, the problem is that when we dive right back in to our stress-filled lives, it prevents us from creating sustainable healthy habits unless we're aware of what we're doing. And so most often we aren't creating the sustainable change that is needed because we're simply hitting pause on the endless chaos. So in short, I'm aiming to help you reframe self-care as a way of being instead of something that you schedule occasionally on the weekends when you have a free moment or you want to indulge or blow off some steam. If self-care consists of your daily, weekly, and monthly habits, then what new self-care practices and rituals can you integrate into your life to set you up for success? So take a moment to think about what are the very things that you may have been avoiding that could actually help you become healthier and happier? So throughout the pandemic, many of us have been forced to change our routine. 
and with it, our self-care practices. And so, for example, maybe we couldn't go to the gym as often as we used to. We couldn't get pedicures or visit the hair salon. And as a result, our self-care routines really became limited to the confines of our home. And our media consumption became really one of our only sources of escape. And so as life continues to change and the world is reopening, it's important that so many of us ask ourselves, where do I need to manage my time? And where do I need to spend my energy now in order to create sustainable health and wellness habits? And this is why we need to shift our beliefs around self-care. For example, a supplement is not the same thing as a healthy lifestyle. A diet is not a replacement for unhealthy thoughts and emotions. A vacation is not necessarily the key to finding more happiness within your daily life. And so I'm going to repeat myself because this is really important. When we quote unquote practice self-care, the self-care that has been marketed and advertised to us, and then we dive right back into the same stressful life, we are simply temporarily postponing the future chaos just for a few moments because we haven't created consistency with our wellness practices. And so we have to look at self-care as a continuous way of being. If self-care consists of our habits, then how do we manage our time and our energy so that, again, we feel better in the future? Are the activities that we schedule actually contributing to taking care of the responsibilities we have in front of us and setting us up for long-term health and success? Are these self-care activities focusing on instant gratification and avoidance, or are they actually promoting, again, long-term health and happiness? When you shift away from the idea that self-care is an escape from responsibility and towards the idea that it gives you power, you'll start to gradually make choices that allow you to live a happy, healthy, fulfilling life. And it's not that self-care still can't be fun. It definitely can be, especially because your new actions and habits ultimately result in your ability to enjoy your life for the long term in a way that is both sustainable and healthy. And so as you evaluate your self-care routine, begin to consider if you're using self-care as an opportunity to escape your life. So we talked about this briefly, but I want to dive in a little bit more to some examples so you can start to ask yourself if this is potentially true for you. And so a girl spa weekend, for example, away from an unhealthy relationship, isn't going to create sustainable change when you get back. A night parting isn't going to change the stress of Monday morning when you go back to work if you're unfulfilled in your career. A shopping trip isn't going to get rid of or mitigate your desire for a more purposeful life that maybe you're unwilling to look at in this moment. This mindset is one of the most important mindsets to embrace because it also sets you up for success with your health and it shifts your mindset around sickness. So often we want to rapidly solve a health concern without getting to the root cause all with the goal of returning back to the hustle of our daily lives as soon as possible without creating sustainable change. So health challenges can often be prevented when we make the right lifestyle changes today. 
And lastly, during this weekly mindset shift, it's important for me to point out one other area of self-care that can be empowering when reframed. Have you ever noticed how often popular self-care activities are for someone else's benefit? Statements like, go get a facial so that you look beautiful. Go get a massage so you're less cranky. Go to the gym so that you're attractive. Or how in many cases the idea of self-care is often perceived as needy or an inconvenience or a weakness. We apologize for our needs, or we ask permission to take care of ourselves. We say, I'm sorry, I have to go to the doctor, or I have to go to the gym, is that okay? Or I made this recipe with vegan ingredients, I hope you don't mind. We take on an apology mindset, and we take this often wherever we go. And so I often witness in my practice when it comes to self-care that we feel bad when we don't wake up feeling our best because we're tired or actually need to stop and rest. And so stop and rest is also an act of self-care. And so we intuitively know that without a basic level of self-care, our ability to be productive or to be creative or to show up at full capacity often decreases. And so collectively, we're all worse off when self-care is discouraged or neglected. And so it's important to look at these subtle ways that subconsciously we prevent ourselves from taking care of ourselves. And so one of the most common arguments I hear is who has the time, but the reality is you don't have time not to care for yourself. And so it's important that we all stop shaming people for caring for themselves and stop shaming yourself for caring for yourself. Notice these subtle ways that we subconsciously feel bad. Trust that you intuitively know what you have been avoiding. Trust that you intuitively know how you have been using self-care as a quick fix and when you truly need to stop and rest as an act of self-care. Only you know. Self-care will always feel counterintuitive at first to the individuals who live in this work-addicted culture. I know this story well. And so we may know intrinsically what is good for us, but we often find ourselves less motivated to take the actionable steps needed to get there. And it's because we are conditioned on a subconscious level. And this unconscious conditioning drives our behaviors and our habits. We are conditioned and influenced by external sources, whether that's the media, culture, parents, mentors, or friends, which is why when it comes to upgrading your self-care, take the time to go inward. It is so, so important. By trusting your highest self, by reflecting on what you deeply need, you can let go of what you think you want in the moment or what you think you desire based on old habitual programming. We've all experienced living on autopilot. A morning espresso turns into two, then three. Wine before bed becomes a nightly ritual. Sleeping in instead of getting up to move our body becomes a new norm. But we all have the power to change our routine. We all have the power to get off autopilot and take charge of our life. And as I will share thousands of times, this all starts with going within. 
as we change our beliefs about self-care and we start to upgrade our routine, we can begin to reprogram ourselves, which then changes our behavior. And so the solution to the stress epidemic is simple. It's about stopping, slowing down, looking within. It's about connecting to our heart and asking our body what it needs to be able to show up as its best self. And when we do this, despite the opinions of others or the potential backlash or the subconscious projections, we get to step into our courage and to really start to care for ourselves. And so I'm giving you permission to make yourself a priority. You are not a bad spouse, sister, partner, mom, if you put yourself first, again, when it's appropriate. You are not a terrible human being if you use the word no. And through this powerful mindset shift of recognizing what maybe you've possibly been avoiding, you get to step further into self-care and identify your motivation to being well. And so this week, I encourage you to set aside some time to sit with yourself and go inward. Ask yourself, what have I been avoiding? How have I been maybe using self-care as an escape? What thoughts or beliefs do I hold around self-care that prevent me from actually caring for myself on a deeper level? Maybe at this moment you feel unworthy or undeserving, or you really feel like you don't have time. And I don't want to mitigate that life can get challenging and hard and time can disappear when we're caring for others. But again, this comes back to you connecting with your truth and really asking yourself these challenging, hard questions to again, cultivate a deeper sense of self-love. So again, you can ask yourself, what do you truly need to take care of yourself? What daily, weekly, or monthly self-care habits can you start to implement that will set you up for success? And this could be something that takes two to three minutes in the morning or maybe 10 minutes at night, but just pick one thing to start doing today. Notice what comes up for you and what shifts as you start to regularly practice it. And again, when stress arises, remember to just stop, slow down self-care. Self-care is the foundation of health. And again, only you know what you need. And so if you love this episode, you're going to also love my other interview episode where I dive deep into this topic with Libby Crow, which is called how to prevent burnout for good through self-care. Now, before you go, maybe you're struggling to tune out others' opinions and honor your inner guidance. Maybe you need a community that supports you on this journey. If any of this resonates with you, I invite you to join the awesome Inside Out Facebook group. It's a private safe space filled with beautiful hearts coming together to encourage and uplift one another. And for everyone who's already part of that group, thank you so much for helping us build such a beautiful, incredible community together. Further, drop me a message on Instagram if you've been listening to these podcasts and let me know what's been resonating. What do you want to hear more about and how can I support you in becoming happier and healthier? You can find me on the gram at Sarah Ann Stewart. And until next week, I'm sending you so much love and I trust that you will have a beautiful, incredible week integrating some of these powerful mindset shifts that we dove into on self-care 
into your life. All right, that concludes this podcast. It is my honor to always share with you. But hang tight because I have one last thought. You are here right now because you are ready. Because while many of us share the feeling of wanting more, not everyone is willing to do what it takes to get it. But you are here, you are ready. So this is your opportunity now to take what you just learned and implement it. Make a pact with yourself to put just one thing into action. Just one. Write it down, do it, and share it with me. And if you benefit from it, it would mean the world to me if you could please spread this movement and share it with one person who you know would also benefit. We are all in this together, so thank you for being here and part of this movement.